apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not. They're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Sports Talk with RJ. I'm Steve Risser. We're along here with Justin Anafrio. And we are here at Thanksgiving, one of the biggest holidays of the year. And when we talk about when we talk about Thanksgiving, we got to talk about football. And we're going to start with the early game. We're going to start with the NFC North rivalry between the Packers and Lions, a rematch of a Week Four game that the Lions won convincingly, thirty-four to twenty. They, they they dominated the Packers in the first half. They ended up hanging on to win that game. And I think it's going to be more of the same in this game. I think the running game of Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery is going to control the game. I don't think it's going to be like last week for, for, for the Lions. I think the Lions will be ready to go this week. Last week they weren't. They were lucky last week to win that game. Yes, they came back at the end, but there's no reason that team should have been trailing the Bears. I know the Bears' defense has improved, but there's no way that team should have been trailing the Bears, you know, 26-14 to 14 with four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. But Jared Goff brought him back. Played, didn't play well, but brought him back at the end, won that game. And they end up winning at 31-26. But in this game, I think they control it from start to finish. I think they're able to run the football with Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. They're going to be able to throw the ball with Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff's going to throw a couple touchdown passes. And I think this defense is going to force a couple turnovers from Jordan Love. I know Jordan Love won last week. But look at who, who it's going up against, the coach that is going to be fired. So, so uh, I think this is going to be a game where the Lions win. I think they win it by double digits. I got the Lions winning this game. I, I got them winning at 31 31- 220 over the Packers on th- on Thanksgiving. But, Justin, can Jordan Love lead the Packers to their second straight win on thanks second straight win on Thanksgiving? I don't think so. I get the lines as well in this one 27 to 16. Uh, <coughs> does not sound like for the Packers Aaron Jones is going to play. They're and AJ Dillon, you know, in the couple games Aaron or AJ Dillon in the few games that Aaron Jones has missed this year, he hasn't scored a touchdown or has gone over 55 yards. The first time around, the Packers really didn't do anything offensively until like the fourth quarter. It was garbage time. I know the Packers often are starting to get a little bit better as the weeks go on here, but I think you play a Lions team that has lost four straight on Thanksgiving and has always been that team, too. That's like, why do you know, we all need, you know, everyone, you know, you got to get the Lions off Thanksgiving. Like, I, I think Dan Campbell has these guys fired up, ready to go. That place is always, even when they're bad, that place is always fired up on Thanksgiving. Oh, that place will be fired up tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's gonna be a tough atmosphere because they've Green lost many here. games to the Packers on Thanksgiving, and they want yeah. to because they play the Packers a lot on Thanksgiving. Yeah. 
and they've lost a lot of games to the Packers on Thanksgiving. So they definitely want to, they definitely want this one. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why too, I don't think, I think the Lions play a lot better this week. Yeah. They got kind of lucky last week with the bears and I think the Lions do come out in this one and win by double digits here tomorrow afternoon. And they should, they should. And you know, the Lions just keep winning games. They're there. There's a good chance they get the number one seed. I know the Eagles won on, that was a huge win on Monday night. I know the Eagles won on Monday night, but the Eagles still got a lot of tough games to go. They got the 49ers. They got to go to Dallas. I think they still got to go to Seattle. They play Buffalo this week. So they got a lot of tough games on the schedule. The Lions, the schedule is looking favorable for them. Outside of that Dallas game, it's a lot of NFC North. It's a lot of NFC North games. I think they still they still go to Chicago. They still got two with Minnesota. So the schedule is favorable for the Lions. So they have a really really good shot at getting the number one seed. And this is a team they get the number one seed. We could see them in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, you could. You know, absolutely. You know, you get the Niners and Eagles to go to that place and Detroit. That place would be fired up. You know, yeah, it's their best start since uh, 1962. So, which is insane. So you know that fan base has been waiting for. You know, a season like this, and yeah, if they can get that one seed, because I know the Eagles are nine and one, but they really most of the year have not looked that impressive. Like you know, like it seems like they've been bringing like their B kind of C game. Like they I they know, haven't played but, their best, but they are the best team. They they're right now they have the best record in football. So no, they do. Yeah, I think you still got to give them credit for being. I know there have been games the Eagles haven't been completely impressive, but you got to give them credit for being nine and one. Oh yeah, absolutely. But like, I just, I feel like we haven't seen them play their best yet. It's, you know, like, like there's been some games where they've kind of got lucky to kind of get out and yeah, you know, they got the Cowboys coming up again, you know, Buffalo, we'll see if they kind of figure some things out. So yeah, I could totally see the Lions uh, being there and, you know, again, that one seed and controlling uh home field advantage. Yeah, I definitely could see it. And I definitely think they win tomorrow on Thanksgiving. We got another rivalry game, and that's in the NFC. The NFC East as the Commanders head to Dallas to face the Cowboys. And I think this is a game, the Cowboys, another game where it's made to order for the Cowboys to win and win convincingly. I think I think they 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 jump out to an early lead. I think the run game going with Pollard. I think Dak continues to stay red hot. And the criticism's got to stop for Dak Prescott. He's a top ten quarterback. I know he's not great in big games, but he's a top ten quarterback in the league. I think he does another big game here. I think that the commanders, I think the commander's defense is absolutely terrible. What happened last week was it just was an absolute disgrace. I know Tommy DeVito played well and the Giants came to play, but that was an absolute disgrace by the commanders last week at home. Ron Rivera is lucky he still has a job. I mean, that was six turnovers. Then the big plays they gave up defensively, that big play to Darius Slayton for a touchdown, the big play, the play to Saquon, a couple big plays they gave up to Saquon Barkley, the big play to Daniel Bellinger. How are you giving up big plays to a Giants offense? They got, I mean, if you're playing the Giants, you just got to play man coverage all game. But Jack Del Rio refused to do that, and, uh, and 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 he had to pay for it because they lost a terrible, terrible game to the Giants. Imagine where the Commanders would be if they didn't lose those two Giant games. They'd be right there, You're right there mm-hmm. in the playoff race. Because Sam Howell hasn't played terribly this year. He really hasn't. Yes, he's had his those two games against the Giants. It could cost him his job, but he hasn't played that poorly this year. And I think he doesn't play that poorly on Sunday. But the problem is I don't think this defense stops the Cowboys at all. I think it's, it's I think this game is a little bit close in the final score because the Reds, the commanders score a garbage time touchdown. So on Thanksgiving, I got the commanders, I got the Cowboys winning 34 to 20 over the commanders. But Justin, can Sam Howell pull off a huge upset win for the commanders? I don't think so either. I get the Cowboys in this one, 20 to 20. Um, you know, how I think the key for them is kind of, Get rid of the ball quickly. He's been sacked 51 times. Both, yeah, they've actually know. done a better job of that. Yeah. They're, they're starting to, like, I think they're starting to kind of try to get the ball. But you saw in that Giants game when they got behind, it was a real problem for Sam Howell because he started to throw interceptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he was under yeah. pressure, so he started to throw picks. Yeah. And that's that's the kind of thing. Because, yeah, he's looked good. You know, he's been a, he's a fifth-round pick. But, again, like, coming out of that draft that year, I know he had a little bit of down years last year in, in at North Carolina, but like he was going in that year as maybe like the number one pick, top five. So, um, you know, he's looked good. He's looked like you know a guy that you can kind of, you know, have confidence in of being your franchise quarterback. Um, we'll see what they do. Yeah, as, you know, Rivera's probably going to lose his job here very soon. Um, I, I think you know Washington's going to be able to put up some points in this one, but I. As you mentioned, the Washington defense is not going to help them out much. I think they'll be able to go up and down the field um, like they have. And this is another team that's not great. Like Washington, they always show up, it feels like, you know, for the Eagles. You know, they'll sometimes kind of, you know, I know they didn't play well against the Bills, but it always feels like this is a game where the commanders do get up and usually Yeah, they do. They get up for those Eagles. and They never get up for the Giants. They don't get up for the Giants at all, but they get up for the Eagles and Cowboys. I'll give you that. 
Yeah, so I feel like it's one of these games. Now, maybe this is where they quit. Like, they quit last week. Maybe this is where they quit this week. I could see them losing by 20, but, uh, you know, one of these games got to be close, I feel like, tomorrow. Maybe this 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 will be the one here. So I'll, I'll go with Washington, kind of keeping it close here, but they won't beat Dallas. Yeah, yeah, they won't. Yeah, they won't beat Dallas. And you talked about Ron Rivera. And the big question is around DC: Will this be Ron Rivera's last game as Commanders head coach? I think it's going to be, especially if they get blown out. If they get blown out, I think it's definitely his last game. I think I think if they lose, it's a very good chance it's going to it's going to be his last game because this team has made really outside of that first season where they went seven and nine and, and snuck into the playoffs because the NFC East was so bad. This team has made no growth. They were seven and ten in uh, in in twenty twenty one. They were 8-8-1 eight, eight last year. Both those years they missed the playoffs. This year, it looks like they're going to miss the playoffs again. This team has shown no growth in four years. And if you don't show growth in in four years, you're going to get fired as a head coach in this league. So I think I think with the, and the new ownership does not help him out at all. It doesn't help him out at all because they didn't hire Rivera. So I think if the commanders lose this game, Ron Rivera will be fired on Black Friday. Yeah, I, I think it's probably trending towards that as well. Um you know, I kind of thought Monday, but, you know, before the show we were talking, yeah, you know, it is a short week. It's probably tough to do it then. But, yeah, with the new ownership group coming in, you know, and you would think, too, that, you know, they brought in Eric Bianami. Maybe they give him a couple of weeks here to kind of see if they think he can be the next head coach or not. Um, you know, gives you – I know you can't interview anybody like the second week of the playoffs, but it gives you time to kind of – try to figure out who your options are kind of gives you time to really see who you want to be the next head coach here. So, um, yeah, I would think, you know, with the way this team, there's a little bit of talent, but yeah, this team hasn't gotten any better. You know, I know they trade a couple of their key pieces on defense, but yeah, this team hasn't gotten any better. What Rivera's only had like three winning seasons throughout his head coaching career or something like he hasn't been that great. So, and a lot of them, yeah, I can't Cam Newton. yeah, that was, that was about it. So, yeah, I would think if they lose tomorrow and they lose badly, this probably the end of the end of the road for uh, Ron Rivera. And the real another reason why it should be the end of the road is he's a defensive head coach, and the Commanders' defense is absolutely terrible. So uh, yeah, that, that's another reason why it should absolutely be the end of the road for Ron Rivera. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it hasn't. You know, unfortunately for them, it you know, yeah, the team just hasn't gotten any better. Um, and yeah, you kind of maybe want to go towards an offensive-minded head coach here. If you think Sam Howell's a guy, he kind of seems like he can be, and you know, he's kind of shown the potential at times this year. So yeah, I would think you know, offensive-minded head coach might do some good, and maybe that's their offense coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, it could be Bieniemy, yeah, very easily could be Bieniemy, but it will not be Ron Rivera for a very for, for in, the, in the near future. That is pretty much certain. But we will move on to an NFC West matchup in Seattle, a battle for first place as the 7-3 Niners face the 6-4 Seahawks. Seahawks lost a brutal game last week to the Rams. Niners, they've won their last two, won pretty convincingly the last two weeks against the Bucks and the Jaguars. And I think this is a close competitive game. I do think that the Seahawks do contain Christian McCaffrey. I think they do a good job of that. Uh, but the problem with the Seahawks going into this game is they're banged up. Kenneth Walker, Geno Smith, DK Metcalf, they are really banged up going into this game. I do think the home crowd keeps him in it. I do think, you know, both quarterbacks turn the if it's Drew Locke or Geno Smith, I think both or I think both quarterbacks turn the ball over once or twice. I do think this is low scoring and it comes right down to the end, but I'm gonna take the team with more talent. I'm gonna take the Niners to win this one 24 to 16 over the Seahawks. But Justin, can the Seahawks defense carry them to a win and get them into first place? No, I don't see it happening. I got the Niners as well, 24 to 13. Um, Purdy's played really well the last couple of weeks. Now that, you know, Trent Williams and Debo Samuel are both back, you kind of see this offense kind of full gear right now. And, um, they've been really tough to stop. And I just think right now as the Niners are healthy, Seattle defensively is not, you know, Devin Weatherspoon has had an awesome rookie year. Um, but I also think Geno's probably not going to be hundred percent. I know it sounds like he's going to play, but I don't think Seattle's offense is going to be a put a lot of points in this one either. So I think to be tough to put on that defense. I know it's, you know, up in Seattle, but I think it's too tough of a task. And um, I saw this, I think it was a tweet from like Evan Abrams, I think. And, but since 04 Thanksgiving uh, road favorites are 24 and one straight up. So that, wow. so, you know, I, I think that trend continues here with San Francisco and they get the win on uh tomorrow evening. Yeah. They, they, yeah. This is a game. Yeah. I know they're on the road. This is a game they should win. If they win this game, they got complete control of this division because that would pretty much give them like a three-game lead over Seattle. So, yeah, they win this. I think they play Seattle two weeks later as well. But if they win this game, they're in complete control of this division. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're they're clearly the best team. I, you know, Gino has not. He, Gino's been so up and down this year. You know, their defense is okay. Like I, you know, I don't think Seattle's that great. You know, with the Rams, they've been hanging around, but it's not. They don't have a ton of talent either. Offensively, they got some nice pieces, but they don't have a lot of depth. And obviously, that the Cardinals. So, yeah, you know, with the Niners, they could really run away with the, this division here if, if they can, uh, you know, steal this one coming up this weekend. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now we will get to the Black Friday game between the Dolphins and the Jets. And the Jets finally made a move. They finally benched Zach Wilson, which they needed to because he's been absolutely terrible. He's been he's one of the worst quarterbacks in football. This should have been done after the Charger game. And they were and luck if he if he lost the Giant game, it probably would have been done after the Giant game too. If he lost, say he lost the Giant game and lost the Charger game, he would have definitely been benched before the Raider game. But they waited way too long to bench him. Robert Sala waited way 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 too long to bench him. They're now going to go to Tim Boyle this week against the Dolphins, and I think I think they're going to come out inspired early on. But even even though uh, even though it's a different quarterback, I think it's going to be the same result. I think he's going to throw a couple picks. I think Tua is going to play mistake free. I think Mostert's going to have a big game in the ground, and I'm going to take the Dolphins here. I'm going to take the Dolphins to go to eight and three and win this game by double digits. I got the Dolphins beating the Jets twenty three to ten on Black Friday, but Justin. Can the Jets defense help them snap their three-game losing streak? I don't see that happening. Um, I got the Dolphins as well here, 24 to 10. Um, you know, I think that Jet defense last week, they they did struggle. I think, you know, last week was kind of we saw it was kind of the breaking point with that de- defense. Yeah, and they had um, to make a move. They had you yeah, could see the to. frustration. You see the frustration, especially with Quentin Williams from that defense. They had to make a move. They had to, mm-hmm. or this thing would have completely fell apart. Absolutely. Even though I feel like it's a little bit too late at this point, you know, um, I know they're scared, you know, they got some tough ones coming up here, but um, you had to make a move, but you know, I just, with this dolphin, like this dolphin's offense last week, there's a lot of kind of mistakes. Like they didn't, they only put up 20 points, but they didn't, they didn't punt until like the fourth quarter. They had a couple fumbles. They didn't kind of, um, they had a turnover. Yeah, the Dolphins have been kind of playing that way all year. Even when they played against the Giants, they turned the ball. Over. They should, they should have beaten. They beat the Giants like 31-16. They should have beat them like 45-10 to because they had like three turnovers. They've been, yeah, they've been, they've been kind of, they've not been a very, they're not a, the Dolphins, they have a lot of talent, but they're not, not a disciplined team. I think Mike McDaniel's no. an overrated head coach because they can't, and there's a reason they can't beat good teams. They can beat the, they can beat the Giants, they can beat the Jets, they can beat the Patriots, they can beat the Raiders. But there's a reason they can't beat good teams. I feel like Mike McDaniel's an overrated head coach. Yeah, like I wouldn't. Yeah, no, I and I I agree with you because, yeah, because like I think if he didn't have this much talent as a head coach, I feel like yeah, like this thing would not like their record would not be great at all. Like they got just they got some stellar offensive pieces. I think he's done a nice job. Um, but I'm with, with Tua. Like, He's yeah. done a good job with Tua, yeah, but the Tua, discipline yeah. is a problem with that. Team. Yeah, the discipline. Yeah, the discipline's a problem. Um, you know, when they're clicking, it's a fun, exciting offense. Like it looks like a college offense when it's working, yeah. but when it's on, it's you know, that's kind of been here miss the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, you know, like if if they can kind of make plays down the field, and then you know, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle could make some plays, and Tua can hit them, they could kind of convert and not make not not shoot themselves in the foot. I think they could win this game big um, because I just like, even like I know Tim Boyle, like Tim Boyle threw one touchdown at UConn and nine picks the 19 picks. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I don't understand. I mean, I, I know he was a great player in the state of Connecticut, three times state champion Xavier, but I don't get how he's in, still in the NFL. Tim Boyle. Yeah. I don't, I like, I know part of the problem at UConn was Bob Diaco did not like Bob Diaco. Oh, Diaco. Was, first oh, he's like, he was, Diaco yeah. was garbage. I think he played, he did play better at where he play Eastern Kentucky. He, he's cookie. Yeah. He led him to the playoffs that year. I think they got bounced in the first round, but yeah. like he played better that, than the uh, FCS that, that year. So yeah, you know, he's, I, cause he's, he's a hack of guy and I think Rogers really likes him too. So that's, yeah. So he knows the so, system. So that could, help. yeah. So that, that could help. I just, you know, yeah, he might be better. You know, like I just, I don't know how much worse or better he could be than Zach Wilson, but yeah, maybe with this change, it helps that off a little bit, but yeah, I just, and most of their weapons haven't been great either. Like outside of Wilson, like Alan Lazard's done nothing. Um, the tight end, uh, Cochran, yeah, like guys uh, like Lazard, Lazard was overrated anyways. I felt like Lazard yeah. was overrated and a guy Rogers made better. Cochran was average. Yeah. Really the only two good guys in that offense are, Garrett, or Garrett Wilson and Garrett Wilson and a uh, Brees Hall, but the problem is Zach Wilson is awful. Yeah. He was awful, and they needed to make the, the move had to be made. I mean, or or the things would have splintered. But as you said, it's probably too late now to to make that move. It should have been made after the Charger game. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't should have, but they kept trying to tell everybody he's he looks really good and he's improving at practice. Stop, practice. stop. They the thing have... is, is you this is your you're now back to where you were last year. We remember at Thanksgiving last year they benched Zach Wilson. Thanksgiving this year they benched Zach Wilson. They got to stop telling us how good Zach, how much potential Zach Wilson is because he doesn't have the potential. He's terrible. No, no, yeah, he, he's he's not, and you know that BYU year. And I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but remember that was the COVID year. And BYU had a great year, but they didn't play anybody that year. Yeah. You know they played Coastal. And that was a close game. Went down the wire, yeah. but like other than that, they didn't play anybody really great like Zach Wilson's got great arm talent he's a great athlete but other than that I just there's not much there so yeah you know it's one of those where I think it kind of felt like maybe just felt like okay we could kind of make him kind of develop into a better all-around quarterback but that just, just never happened he's got the arm talent it just couldn't all come together nope 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 not at all not at all and he's been a major bust probably one of the worst number two picks of all time just an absolute yeah. bust Zach Wilson has been. That whole QB class is not looking great. No, no. no. Yeah, with, with outside of Trevor Lawrence, it does not look yeah. great at all. And now speaking of that QB class, uh, the, the Pats will stay will stay in the Meadowlands as our teams play each other this week. The Pats head to the Meadowlands to take on the Giants. And here, here's the thing. Uh, it looks like the Patriots have not announced a starter, but it looks like it won't be Mac. And I don't think it's going to be Mac Jones. I think it's definitely not going to be Mac Jones, even though I don't think all this is Mac Jones' fault. And I think the best chance for the Patriots to beat the Giants this week is to play Mac Jones. It doesn't look like they're going to do it. It looks like it's going to be Bailey Zappi or Will Greer for the, for the Patriots. The Giants are obviously going with the Jersey kid, Tommy DeVito. I think this is a close to goal scoring game. I'm going to tell you something. Tommy DeVito is not going to have the game he had last week. There's no, even though Bill Belichick has probably lost his half a little bit, there's no way Bill Belichick is going to allow Tommy DeVito to have that kind of, to throw multiple touchdowns. I mean, to, to throw three touchdown passes. That's not happening. And I think what Bill does is he's going to, he's going to take, he's going to take away, Sa- he's going to take, Sa- take away Saquon Barkley. He's going to double him in the pass game. So, uh, DeVito's going to have to find other guys. They're going to play man. You know, the Patriots will play man coverage. They're going to play man coverage against the, against the giant receivers. So DeVito's going to have to find, to try to win the game with his legs. And he's got to try to win the game with, with Wondell Robinson, with, uh, with Isaiah Hodgins, Sterling Shepard. He's going to he's gonna have to try to win the game. I don't know if Slayton's going to play. He's going to have to win the game with those guys. So I think this is going to be a really, really low scoring game. But I think the difference in this game is I don't think DeVito is going to make as many mistakes as Will Greer or Bailey Zappi. I think this Giants defense is going to force turnovers, and that's going to cause short fields. I only think there's going to be one touchdown score in this game. I think that touchdown is going to be scored by the Giants on a short field their defense creates or even a defensive touchdown. I think there's going to be a lot of field goals in this game. I do think New England will get more total yards because I think they'll run the football better, but I don't think they're getting in the end zone against this Giants defense. I think this is a really, really low-scoring game, but I'm going to take my team to win their second in a row, not because I'm buying into Tommy DeVito, just because I just think they're the better football team. I think they're a better team in the Patriots overall. I have a better roster than the Patriots. And I, I think the quarterback, without Mac, with Mac Jones being benching, the quarterback play is pretty even. And I think the Giants have the better roster, and they're at home. I know the Patriots are favored, but I think with I think the Giants have the better roster, and I think the quarterback play is even. So I am going to take the Giants over your Patriots 16-12. to 12. But, Justin, can the Pats bounce back from their game in Germany and get their third win of the year? I would hope we don't lose to Tommy DeVito. I got to pass 17 to 10. I <laughs> I don't know who's going to start at quarterback, but I hope with Bill with two weeks to prepare for Tommy DeVito, I I hope we don't lose this game. Like that's a, like you got two weeks to prepare for this guy. Um, I don't. Yeah, I'm yeah, with you. you. Don't, I don't you think don't it's even, Yeah, you you don't even know what Bill's been did though that first week. I don't know if he did much mm. preparation that first week. We'll see. Yeah, who knows? I know he might be. He might have been talking to the agent to see uh, what might be available to him see, in a couple see, weeks. See, yeah, see, yeah. See, see, look, probably looking at houses in that light, probably. Yeah, 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 that'd be a nice spot for him. Go, go yeah. retired, you know, after a couple of years. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, look, and like if Will Greer starts, you don't have much tape on Will Greer here. You know, like I don't, you know, know. even Zap. Like I'm hoping it's Will Greer. I've seen enough from Zappy. I again, Greer's not going to be our franchise quarterback, but I haven't really seen him so. Sample level, so give him a chance to go out there. I think this defense plays well this week. Yeah, I think this is going to be. <laughs> I wouldn't be shy. Both teams turn the ball over like three to four times. Like I, I you know. Oh, I think <laughs> this could be a game where both teams are in the single digits. This could be a oh, nine yeah. to six game or like yeah. a ten to like kind of similar to the Giants game against the Jets, where it's like ten to seven. This this game is there isn't going to be much scoring in this game. No, 
Will be more points this week in this game or uh, Iowa Nebraska? That over under is twenty five. That's twenty five. I think this one's thirty three and a half. Yeah. So those this, these two will be very very ugly football games. Um, to be hard to watch this one. I you know will admit, but um, I'll be there. I, you know, I'll be at the game. Yeah, that that's yeah. You know, hopefully, hoping night won't. No, you know, at least it could be where it could be dirty and snowing and just exactly. All, it'll, be nice, it'll be nice forty degree day. It's not bad for the end of November, you know. Yeah, yeah, it could yeah. be worse. So, yeah. yeah, you know, we'll see how you know, see how packed that 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 place will be Sunday. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how many Pat fans will be there because I know Gillette the next few weeks will be interesting what they get for a yeah. crowd. Yeah. Um, but look, I think the Pats run the ball well enough. I think they kind of control the game, you know, with with the clock and just kind of run the ball. They did well against Indianapolis during last last game. Look, they they you know I know Indy's defense isn't great. They were driving the ball. Mac had that. End of the game, bad interception. Like they, they could have won that Colts game. I thought the defense played well against Indianapolis. I think this defense is gonna play well. I think they're gonna play hard. Look, you know, they beat on an awesome week, but I think with Bill, I think they figure it out, and I think they keep the Giants off the. You know, it'll be hard for both teams to score, but I think the Patriots defense does enough here, and I think the Pats find a way to win this one and move the three and eight. It's gonna be an interesting game. It's gonna, you know, the Giants and Pats usually play close games. I think this one's going to come right down to the wire, but I think my team's going to get the win, get their second straight win. You think your team's going to win? We'll see what happens on Sunday. But both these teams have had really disappointing seasons, and I think we got to talk about what has gone. Because both these teams had hopes to be – the Giants had hopes to return to the playoffs. The Giants had hopes to get back to the playoffs. And the Patriots had hopes to get to the playoffs too for, their sec- for the second time in three years with Mac Jones. But it has gone wrong for both teams. And we'll start with the Giants, what has gone wrong. Why, why things have gone wrong for the Giants this year. And, and, and I'll start. Number one and first and foremost is the regression of the offensive line. The offensive line has been absolutely pathetic. Yes, for Andrew Thomas has missed time, but this offensive line has been absolutely pathetic. One of the one of the worst or could be the worst in football, even last week. I know some of those were on DeVito, but he got sacked nine times. This offensive line has been – it's been terrible for a decade. Probably the biggest reason why this team has been so bad for a decade – the offensive line has been absolutely pathetic this year. Joe Shane did not improve it, and that is on him. That is on Joe Shane for not improving it. Number two, not getting a, a pass catcher that you could rely on on third down. The guy they went and traded for was Darren Waller. The problem with trading for Darren Waller is the guy can't stay healthy. And that has been and, – and guess where he is now? He's on IR. So the guy the Giants decided to go out and get in the offseason is hurt again. So – not getting a because the biggest issue with last year's team is as good of a year as they had, they really didn't have a good they didn't have a good receiver or tight end. So so uh, but 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 uh, they went out and got Waller. That hasn't worked. None of the I know Jalen Hyatt has you know shown some promise, but really there hasn't been a receiver that's really stepped up to become a number one receiver either. So that is that is the, another issue why this giant season has gone the way it has. Number three, what happened this offseason? Sign and I was and I was a proponent proponent of franchising Saquon and signing Daniel Jones because I felt like Daniel Jones turned into a franchise quarterback last year. But I was wrong about that because Daniel Jones, when he played, looked anything but a franchise quarterback. I know the offensive line was terrible, but Daniel Jones was as well. That pick six against Seattle was flat out inexcusable. That cannot happen. Losing 40 to nothing to the Cowboys on opening night, that is pathetic. That cannot happen. I mean, it just and then then obviously he gets hurt. He ends up getting hurt in the Miami five games in, and then he gets hurt in the Raider game. But when he was on the field, he did not play well this year, and he was making four times as much as Saquon Barkley. Who, yes, he has trouble staying healthy. I get it, but he's when healthy, he's one of the top running backs in the league. He wasn't asking to reset the market, and the Giants refused to give him one or two million to give him a long-term deal. So they ended up franchising him, and now they're in a mess because they're stuck. They, they have sixty-nine million in dead cap next year with Daniel Jones. My other reason, Dayball has not been as good. Bad decisions, terrible decisions in the Bills or Jets game. When you're down at the, when you're down near the near the one yard line with no timeouts in the Bills game for the half, do not even have a run play as an option. A run play should not have been an option in that situation. They should have kicked the field goal, went up nine nothing. The problem is they didn't, and they ended up they ended up losing that game. They very easy, a game they very very easily could have won against the Bills. And if they would have kicked a field goal there, they probably would have kicked a field goal at the end and won it. And then the worst decision Dayball made all year was he didn't go for it on fourth down against the Jets. He brought he tried to Graham Gano out there hurt, and they lost a terrible, terrible game to the Jets, which pretty much ended their season in week eight. And lastly, 
The defense has just been inconsistent. They have, they have, they've had their games against the two Washington games, the Jet game, the Bills game, where they've played well. But they've also had the games against the Dolphins and the Cowboys, who have given up over 500 yards of offense. So the defense has just been too inconsistent. Justin, this is why I think things have gone wrong for the Giants. Why do you think things have gone wrong for the Giants this year? Yeah, I agree on most of your points. You know, one for me was the offensive line. And yeah, I know you mentioned it. it's been a bad, it's been a thing for a decade that, you know, has been a problem. You guys have been trying to fix and it still hasn't panned out at all. And, you know, and I think that hurt because, you know, Daniel Jones has kind of been banged up now. Then you had Tyra Taylor's, you know, who's hurt too now. Like the old line's been so bad. And look, you know, and I know offensive line play is like down throughout the league, yeah. but like if you can just get a mediocre offensive line that could just give your quarterback like you know three three seconds or so to just you know let your you know you kind of just give them enough time to find somebody, I think you'll do okay in this league. But you know, um, and and then that's been the huge one. Yeah, Dable too this year. Just the decision making just been. Yeah, like last year he was so aggressive and it was like he kind of it, it was like last year he kind of knew like all right, you know, if I, I you know, like the week 1 I got nothing Tennessee. to lose. I got nothing yeah, to lose. Yeah, no yeah, nothing to lose. Now it's like man, you know, like I I can't, you know, not, now it's like yeah, he's kind of, you know, like a lot of some of these coaches, you know, you just again, I feel like when coaches try to be conservative, that's when they lose. Like when you're trying yeah. not to lose, that's when you lose. Especially with these offenses nowadays, college and the NFL you're going to lose. So you got to be more aggressive. You know, like he was great at that last year. You, you got to get back to that. Um, the other one, yeah, the, the defense, the consistency this year, like I, you know, I, you know, like Thibodeau's like, I think the one kind of takeaway from a good point is Thibodeau's up 10 and a half sacks. Like yeah, he's quietly. definitely been improved. He's definitely yeah. been improved. Him and him and Lawrence, they've definitely, they've, 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 they've definitely been improved this year. The problem is they don't have another rusher on the other side and they traded Leonard Williams. So they got half of the defensive line. They just need a better tap. Another better tackle uh, uh, besides Lawrence, they need another edge rusher because Ojalari just can't stay healthy at all, and Jihad Ward sucks. Yeah, yeah, that, you know, so yeah, if they can get that other side down this offseason, yeah, you're in great shape. Like, that's one takeaway from a good standpoint um, from this season. But yeah, they, the def- defenses, yeah, it's been very consistent in the year. That's been another key, and I know it's tough when this offense right now is just, it's, you know, by, you know, looking at statistically, it's, pretty much across the board, the worst in the sport. And it's, it's tough awful. to, it's yeah, it, it, it's tough to put defenses in that type of situation where you got to kind of keep teams and teams in the low twenties, high, high teens every week. You know, it's just not, it's not possible. So it, it's a lot, but I think the defense is starting to get a little bit better each week, which is a positive. Um, and then, yeah, the off season too. I kind of brought up a couple of weeks ago. Like if you, if he, if they could have just figured out the Saquon stuff, you could have just thrown him a couple of extra million dollars. You could have franchised Daniel Jones and and kind of had this year be the one to kind of see if not, if, if he is, or if he's a guy or not, obviously now that he's hurt, you kind of go, okay, then this off season, you could have just let him go and, you know, could have started from scratch. And as you mentioned, you could have saved yourself $69 million in, um, in a cap hit. So, you know, I, I think that also kind of messed some things up this offseason as well. And um, and then kind of the last and then um, actually I want to go back to the off because um, with the, you know, with the receiving court is my last point. I, you know, with the Waller kind of acquisition. Yeah, that that again, like he's a very talented tight end, but yeah, like he's not. Yes, he's got to be on the field, though, and he hasn't this year. And I feel like with Jalen Hyatt. It's tough to kind of use him because he's a deep route guy. But if your offensive line cannot give your quarterback any time, he's useless. It's not, it's, yeah, it's useless. So, you know, again, if they could rebuild the offensive line, get a quarterback that could kind of get him the ball and he can get downfield because he's be, he's going to beat a lot of these corners one on one down down the field. So, you know, I I know he's made some nice plays this year and he's kind of shown you a little bit of something, not enough. But obviously, if you get that off of the line fixed, you get a quarterback that can get on the ball and get some time, you know, I think he'd be a very nice piece. And I think he'll, he'll, you know, he'll turn out to be a nice draft pick, but um, yeah, for the Giants, it's a lot kind of gone wrong after such a promising year, but it kind of, it all went south that beginning of that Cowboys game week one. Absolutely. 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 Now moving on to the Patriots, why things have gone wrong this year for them. I think it doesn't even go back to this offseason to the last offseason. I goes, I think it goes back to the offseason before where they made the playoffs and they didn't improve at all around Mac Jones. I mean, they, they pretty much, after they made the postseason in 2021, 
in a very important year for Mac Jones. Year two was supposed to be a very, very important year for Mac Jones. They acted like Tom Brady was still the quarterback. They didn't give him any – the one thing they did was traded like a seventh-round pick for Devontae Parker, and Devontae Parker's been absolutely terrible with the Patriots. So, yeah, so, so uh, yeah, they, they didn't give Mac Jones any weapons on offense. The offensive line regressed because they ended up trading – it has regressed the last two years, and they never improved that either. So they really never gave Mac Jones any weapons around him. And then one of the worst moves they made, and I think this might have been the move that could have that probably ruined Mac Jones, is they they uh, they, they they hire Matt Patricia and Joe Judge to be the offensive coordinators. Which was I know they ended up winning eight games last year, but it was disastrous for Mac Jones's development. And then they bring in Bill O'Brien, but at that but by that point, and but they bring in Bill O'Brien. But the problem is again. They don't give Mac Jones any weapons. They just they just pretty much they just they just hire an offensive coordinator and they give Mac Jones no weapons when they had a great, great, great chance to get DeAndre Hopkins. And embarrassingly, they were beat out by the Tennessee Titans. So uh, so the, the biggest reason is is what they what they uh, what they failed to do around Mac Jones. And they they I know Mac Jones hasn't been good, but they set him up to fail worse than I think any team in this league the last two years. The Patriots they completely set Mac Jones up to fail. And another reason why this team. Has, has, has gone the way it has is I think Bill Belichick just hasn't been as good these last couple of years, especially this year. And I think, I think the one game that really, really illustrates that Bill Belichick was not as good was that, uh, was that commander's game, the letting Sam Howell have a big game. And then the jumping off sides on fourth down, that is just, that is just inexcusable. I think it's just Bill. I think he's still a pretty good coach, but he's not at the coach he was. So I think that's another reason why things have gone wrong. Um, so really, it's 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 it's, it's, it's the, the bill as a general manager has been absolutely terrible. Putting Mac Jones in a not in a position, putting Mac Jones pretty much setting Mac Jones up to fail, and uh, just Belichick not being as good as he once was. So those are the reasons why I think things have really, really gone south for the Patriots. Yeah, I'm gonna go to your first point. I think yeah, you're you're spot on all on on all of that there. And yeah, my first one, the offensive Mac Jones. Yeah, like his rookie year. Again, you know. For a while there, um, he looked like he could kind of be the rookie of the year, and yeah. you know he was he was he was and all. You know. The funny thing is, he might be benched. He might be still be the second best quarterback in the draft class. New England has just yeah. put him in such a terrible position to to, to, to succeed. Yeah, yeah, they did. You know, they they did. You go back to Patricia last year. Like I, I think he's broken. Like I don't know if you heard the press conference after the Colts game. Listening to him, he sounded like a broken man who. And then benching him before the last series was just yeah. a horrific coaching move there by Belichick. Yeah, I yeah I like I under I because that last picky through like you could just see he was aiming that football like I like that I think that is how broken he is that he's got no confidence in himself right now. I know he keeps saying the right things that he does. I I don't think he's got any of that right now, and I think that goes back to yes, last year with Patricia. Um, Devontae Parker was a healthy stretch, a healthy scratch against the Colts, a healthy scratch with yeah. this weapon core, like the, with this core, that's, that says a lot about where Devontae Parker's at at the moment. So yeah, last year didn't help. The offensive line is not great. Mac hasn't played great. It's just, it's been re- regression. And I know I was hoping Bill O'Brien coming back was going to help him out, but they didn't do much. Like you got Mike Kosicki. He made a couple catches last week against the Colts, but other than that, You're he's pretty done much nothing just getting Dolphin rejects. Mike Kosicki yeah. and uh, Devontae Parker. And Parker. Those have yeah. been the two guys you got for Mac Jones. Guys that a yeah. great offensive team didn't want anymore. Yep. Yep. The, um. Then you got Tyquan Torrey in your second round pick from last year. Oh. He oh. he's a speed threat, but he has he he doesn't know. I I don't think he knows what he's doing on his routes. So that doesn't help. You know, Demario Douglas has been great in the sixth round. Like he's he's been our, you know, he's been a very nice draft pick. But like, you know, it's tough to rely on a sixth round pick every week to kind of pick you yeah. up um, when you need a play. You know, Elliot's been a nice pickup. You know, I, 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 you know, Stevenson's been good. But like, yeah, the offense is just this offense stinks, and it's yeah, these bad are probably, and it's, these are probably two of the worst offenses in football. And that's why oh, that, yeah. that's really the reason. What what's happened with both these offenses is probably the biggest reason why they're as bad as both. Both teams are as bad as they are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know offense is kind of down throughout the league this year, but yeah, like these two Giants and Patriots are it's especially down in the you know, oh. quarterback plays mostly it and it's just yeah, it's been bad. And so for the offense, it's just it's been a regression. With Bill, yeah, I still think he's up there. Like he's still one of the better coaches. Like I think any other organization would love to have him this offseason. Like I, you know, 
We've talked so many times. He's, he can't be a GM anymore. Oh, we, God. He's a that. terrible that's, general manager. Yeah. Terrible. That's that's bad. But, yeah, like the discipline stuff this year has been a lot different. And like the, you mentioned, the special teams this year has been awful. Like that's something I don't – I really haven't seen from this team in a while, Um, how bad they are def- – how bad they've been at special teams. It's just been, you know, so that, that hasn't helped. Their drafts hasn't helped, you know. Some of his signings just they have not worked out. Uh, you know, defensively, they're still they're not bad. You they lost again, Christian Gonzalez. They lost two was, of their best defensive players. Yeah. And Gonzalez, Gonzalez it's, like, it's like a good pick. They're not yeah. bad. No, their defense would be top 10 if they had those guys healthy, but their offense is an outright disaster. Yeah. And that's the problem. And it's just, you know. It just it, that's that's the problem. Their offense just the last two years has been pathetic. They're all I couldn't I didn't I couldn't imagine their offense to be worse this year than it was last year. Like I it didn't is. think it could be any worse. And it, it is. is. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And that's the sad thing. And yeah, that's why at this point you just gotta just everybody's gotta go. And I think that's what happened. And yeah, like it's been disappointing. I thought they could win about eight games. Maybe they could sneak in. And especially because like the Bills have been down this year. I know you know yeah. we've talked about the Dolphins. The Jets and, are obviously not as good. Yeah. yeah. Like. I don't think, you know, if our offense was halfway decent, maybe we're hanging around division still and some hope. But, yeah, this it's just been bad. And um, all around, just, you know, again, I think our defense, you know, is okay. But, yeah, the offense has just got to get reworked. And $110 million, I think we got in cap space. So, hopefully a new regime comes in and just absolutely, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, 11 new starters next year on this offense and seeing what happens because, yeah, it's bad and they, they really need to rebuild it. Yeah, a lot of changes have to be made in New England in the offseason. But we are going to move on to a big game this week, and that is between the Bills and the Eagles. And I think this game is going to show you how both seasons have gone. I think this game is going to be close. It's going to be competitive. I think Jalen Hurts could have a going to have a good game. I think DeAndre Swift's going to have a big game on the ground. I do think Allen will turn the ball over once, but I do think he'll play better in this game. I think he'll play well. But I think it's going to come right down to the end where it's Josh Allen with the ball against the Eagles' defense. And it's going to be how the season's gone. Josh Allen doesn't get it done. The Eagles defense does. And that's why I got the Eagles going to 10-1, and beating the Bills 27-23. But, Justin, can Allen carry the Bills to an upset win in Philadelphia? I don't think so. I got the Eagles as well here, 28-24. to um, I thought the Bills offense was a little bit better last week. You know, we'll, we'll see how much, you know, they've really improved. You're going up against an Eagles team this week. I thought they kind of gave Allen a couple more design runs last week. Like, um... And I think Allen's going to be able to make some plays through the air because Eagle secondary is not great. You know, I think they're going to struggle a little bit trying to get the kind of run the football. Um, but through the air, I think Diggs is going to have a nice, nice day. I think they'll be able to kind of keep up with this Eagles team here. Um, but I think, you know, for um, on the other side of the ball, I think for the Eagles, I think they're going to they're going to be able to kind of score against this defense. And I don't think they're going to be able to put up enough points to kind of keep up here. Um, with Philly, and I think even on a short week after a physical game against Kansas City on Monday night, um, I still think the Eagles at home, fair, you know, um, they find a way to go 10 and 1. The big question is if the Bills win this game in Philly, are they back to being Super Bowl contenders? And I say absolutely. I say if they win this game in Philly, you got to put you got to put them in the mix with 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 the uh, with the Chiefs, with the Ravens, with the Jags, with the Dolphins. You got to put them in in that mix because of look at what's happened in the AFC. Joe Burrow out for the year, Deshaun Watson out for the year. Those were two Super Bowl contenders that are no longer Super Bowl contenders anymore. But both those, I mean, both those teams can still make the playoffs, but those are two Super Bowl contenders that are no longer because of the what's happened with their quarterback. So if the Bills win this game, I think you've got to say they're back to being Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, even with all the injuries they have defensively, I think, yeah, because um, as you mentioned, with all the injuries right now in the AFC, like it's wide open. Like I know the Chiefs still have Mahomes, but – if a wide receiver can't catch the football, it's kind of tough to win. You know, oh, like, man. We'll, get to that, yes. yeah, we'll get to that. That was terrible. I'm Shooter Smith Schuster at the game. No, no, I mean, uh, uh Mark Valdez scaling had the game in his hands on Monday night and, and dropped the ball. Yeah, so you know, like, yeah, the Chiefs are so good and they're even you know, thank God for their defense this year because you know, the Browns have scored more points than, than the uh Chiefs this year. How crazy it sounds, it's yeah, it's true. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I think you have to, even though I'm still not. I, you know, you know, maybe if they go to Philly this weekend, maybe I'll be more higher on them than I am still. Again, they're off like still put points. It's just, you know, can Allen not turn the football over? That's that's a huge thing. If, if he can kind of play a clean game, then yeah, I you know, they could kind of they, you know, they they got a great chance to uh you know be right back in that kind of AFC mix. So um Absolutely. Oh, yeah, what were you gonna say? 
Yeah, I, I um, I was just say yeah, they'll be you know if they if they win this week, yeah, they'll be right back in that mix there to kind of um, you know, finally try to get over that next hump there to try to get back to the Super Bowl. Absolutely, absolutely, huge game for the Bills this week in Philadelphia. But we got an AFC North matchup in Cincinnati as the Steelers take on the Bengals. Steelers this week, yesterday fired offensive coordinator Matt Canada. I think it'll make a little bit of a difference. I don't know how big of a difference it is because let's be honest, Kenny Pickett's got to step up. Kenny Pickett's not been good this year. He's not been good this year. I mean, their luck, the reason they're six and four is they've had great coaching and their defense has made, made stops at the end when it's needed to. So I think this is, again, this is going to be a close competitive game. But I think the difference in this game is, is the Steelers will be able to run the ball better than the Bengals. And, and uh, I think, and, and, and Pickett will turn the ball over less. That's why I got the Steelers winning this game 20 to 13. But will, will the will firing Canada help the Steelers' offense? Is that going to happen? Will the firing Canada help the Steelers' offense? Maybe play calling wise a little bit because there's no creativity of that offense. But other than that, you mentioned it. Like Pickett's just not very good, and you know I think the Steelers will win this game seventeen to thirteen because I think their defense is going to carry them to another another win, which seems like that's kind of the thing every week with the Steelers. You know this this season, or at least the last couple. Um, you know, but like they had one, you know, like they, they, you know, outside, they had one really good play last week. And that was a 74 yard touchdown run by uh, Jalen uh, Ward, that, or um, um, Warner. And that was, oh, that was about it. it. Yeah, that was it. That's pretty much all they did. Yeah. So, you know, again, yeah, Pickett's just, he hasn't been great. You know, again, they have George Pickens, Deontay Johnson. Like they're, those guys are two pretty good wide receivers. And if you can't give them the ball, you know, it's going to, uh, you know, it's to be tough to score. So I, I think Pickett's got to play a little bit better. And he's got, you know, he's got a couple games left here to kind of figure it out and try to, you know, hopefully maybe the play calling, maybe the play calling this week is going to help him out a little bit more. But like, other than that, I don't, I'm not that high on him right now. And, um, you know, we'll see what the Seals do this off season. They go out and go get another quarterback and they try to give him one more year. But right now I think I would be, I'm turning towards kind of, you might have to move on and try to, Go out, go, go get some, you know, try to find somebody else. Yeah, they don't make the playoffs. They got to move on because he's in position. To, I mean, he, they're now putting him in, they're giving him every opportunity. Great. He's got a great coach in Mike Tomlin. They fired the offensive coordinator. He's got good weapons. I know the offensive line is shaky, but he's got good weapons with Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, and George Pickens. So, uh, yeah, they've given him pretty much every opportunity. Now, he, now Kenny Pickett has definitely got to step up. But we'll move on to in, uh, NFC South matchup in Atlanta as the five and five Saints plays the four and six Falcons. I think this game is close and competitive. I think I think it comes down to the end, but I'm going to take the team with the better quarterback. I think that uh, the, the Saints. I think I think they they turn the ball over less than the Falcons. I think this game comes right down to the end with the ball in Ritter's hands, and I don't think Ritter gets it done. That's why I got the Saints winning this game, 23 to 17 over the Falcons. But Justin, can Desmond Ritter's return? help end the Falcons two game losing streak. Yeah, I get the Falcons this one 20 to 16. Um I think the Saints right now are pretty banged up and is you know and even if Carr or Jameis are gonna play, I'm gonna because I don't really trust either of these two teams, but I'm gonna, you know, even though I I do not like Arthur Smith, I'm gonna take the team that's got more offensive weapons. Now the key is will Arthur Smith use them properly? I, that's kind of always the key. You know, will B. John Robinson be able to kind of get the ball? Uh, you know, but I think him, Tyler, Gio will have a nice game on the ground. I think Drake Logan, Drake London, um, can make a couple of plays through the air. Kyle Pitts, hopefully, um, you know, could, ha- could, um, could have a decent day receiving wise as well. But other, you know, so I just, I, you know, I don't trust the coaching staff of the Falcons, but I think I got to take the team who's at, who's at home, who's got the better offensive talent. And I'm gonna take them that Desmond Murder plays well enough and they and the Falcons find a way, like usual, in a close, kind of gritty win that, that goes down the wires, because that seems like every week the the Falcons play that type of game, that they find a way at home to uh to kind of stay right there with the Saints um in that division race. Yeah, because we'll see if Carr if it's Carr or Winston. I just don't think it's gonna matter. I just don't think the Falcons have good enough quarterback play to uh, to, to win. A, to, I mean, they definitely could win, but I just don't think their quarterback play is good enough. I don't know how Ritter is going to handle being benched and then coming back. So we'll see what happens. Should be an interesting game. I just I just think the Saints win close. But we'll move on to an AFC South matchup in Houston as the Jaguars take on the Texans. It should be a fun game. You got two quarterbacks that are going to be 
really good quarterbacks for the next decade. Both these teams have their quarterbacks for the next decade. I'm going to be this is going to, we're going to see a lot of matchups between CJ Stroud and uh, and Trevor Lawrence in the future. So I think this is going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a game that's up and down the field. But I'm going to take the quarterback that's going to make less mistakes, and that's going to be uh, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. I think he throws a couple touchdowns. I do think Stroud throws a couple touchdowns. You saw it last week. Stroud is prone to turnover. I think he turns the ball over a couple of times. I think that's the difference in the game. That's why I got the Jags winning this one 34 to 34 to 24 over the Texans. But Justin, can CJ Stroud get the Texans into first place in the AFC South? Who thought we'd be saying that before the season yeah. started? Yeah, it's crazy to think about. But I got the Jags as well here, 27 to 24. Um, I think they're going to be able to put up enough points here. I know the Jags offense has been very inconsistent this year. Um, but I felt like that first meeting, the Jags kind of went up and down the field. I think they turned the ball over once near the red zone. They had a fumble in that one. Like, you know, I think the Jags are going to be able to make some plays against the Texans defense, the secondary, uh, you know, who's given off some yards the last couple of weeks. So I think Jacksonville is going to have some success through the air. Um, and, you know, I think Strout is going to play well. Um, you know, they're going to put points. They tinked Dell in the first meeting, had 145 receiving yards. He looks like he's going to be a really nice wide receiver there. And, you know, DeMarco Ryan's and that staff has done a great job putting this team in this position. CJ Stroud's been awesome this year. Um, you know, I think they'll move the ball up and down the field, but I think the Jaguars just have a little bit more talent, and I think they find a way on the road to uh, get revenge after the first meeting this year. You talk about how great CJ Stroud's been this year. I think the big question is, if you're starting a team, who are you taking, Lawrence or Stroud? I'm going with Stroud. He's got better numbers this year. He's carrying a worse team than Lawrence. He's got a rookie head coach, and 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 look at Lawrence. I know it's unfair to talk about Lawrence's rookie year because that head coach should have never been a head coach in the NFL. But still, C.J. Stroud played much better than him in his rookie year. So if I'm starting a team today, I'm taking C.J. Stroud over Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to take Stroud as well because, like, uh, you know, I know you mentioned it, but that three turns last week, like, I think that's something. First couple of years, I know Lawrence has been a little bit better this year, um, you know, in that, but you know, um. Stroud's done a really nice job kind of protecting the football this year. And yeah, like he's got a kind of, a, you know, Stroud's had a worse team. They've had a couple of guys, you know, like, like Dell's really stepped up. Um, you know, Nico Collins, Dalton Schwartz has been a nice pickup for him, but yeah, yeah. Like this is a team that didn't really have any expectations. I think I had them at like six and 11 going into the year or something like that. And yeah, it's, it, you know, they had no expectation, but he's kind of come on and just, you know, burst it out of the scenes here. It's, it's been really fun to watch and, you know, you kind of saw flashes in the pre in the preseason, but you always kind of, you know, does it hold up? You know, because we've seen like Kenny Pickett this year. He kind of he looked great too in the preseason, yeah. but he's been awful. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of the hype here for Stroud, it's been has really panned out here. So yeah, I, I'd start. Um, you know, if I had to start a franchise or not, I'd I'd, I'd take Stroud over uh, Lawrence. We got the Bucks traveling to Indy to face the Colts. I think this is a close competitive game. But I'm going to take the team with the better defense. I'm going to take – I'm going to think it's close and competitive. I think both turn, quarterbacks turn the ball over a, 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 a once. But I do think both of them make, make some good plays in this game. I think it comes right down to the end. But I think it comes down to the end where the Bucks defense stops Gardner Minshew. And that's why I got the Bucks both these teams going. I got the Bucks improving to 5-6, and six, six, and I got the Colts falling to 5-6. and six. I got the Bucks beating the Colts 24-20. But, Justin, can Gardner Minshew get another win and keep the Colts in the playoff race? No, I'm with you. I got the Buccaneers here, 21 to 16. Um, I feel like the last few weeks, this Colts offense hasn't been kind of world beaters like they like they've been. Um, you know, when Gardner Matthew kind of took over here, and I feel like too, like the defense has given up a lot of rushing yards the last couple of weeks. I think the Pats ran for 150 on them back in Germany a few weeks ago. Um, the Panthers had pretty good success running the football against them. Like I think Baker, I don't, you know, um. You know, so like I think Baker will make enough plays in this one. I think I know they haven't ran the ball well at all this year, but I think in this week, I think they'll run the ball well enough in this one. I think they kind of keep the ball away from Gardner Menchu. I think he'll make a mistake or two in this one. And I think the Buccaneers uh find a way to go five and six. We got an you got a matchup in Tennessee as the Panthers take on the Titans, two teams that are out of the playoffs. I think the Titans win this game though, because I think Derrick Henry has a big day in the ground. And I think that uh, Bryce Young makes a couple of mistakes. I do think he makes some plays against the Titans defense. But in the end, I got the Titans winning this one 27-20. Justin, who you got? Yeah, I got the Titans as well, 21-17. I can't see uh, Mike Rivel losing to the, to this Panthers team right now. I think Levis kind of, you know, plays plays better than he has the last few weeks in this one. I think Derrick Henry finally gets something going on the ground. It's been very inconsistent this year for him. Um, they've kind of struggled. And 
I think the Titans, yeah, find a way to kind of snap that losing streak this week and uh, knock off Carolina. AFC West matchup in Vegas as the Chiefs take on the Raiders. And yes, as you mentioned earlier, the Chiefs uh, receivers have not been good at all. But I think the difference in this game is going to be, I think Pacheco is going to have a big game on the ground. I do think that Mahomes, the Chiefs receivers will be a little bit better in this game as they were as they were in the game against the Eagles. And I do think that the Chiefs defense is going to force some turnovers against Aiden O'Connell because this is a game Aiden O'Connell is going to have to win. It's going to be another game Aiden O'Connell is going to have to win. And you saw last week he threw three picks against the Dolphins. I think there was a couple picks this week. And that's why I got the Chiefs winning this game. I got the Chiefs beating the Raiders 27-17. But, Justin, can the Raiders get to 3-0 at home with Antonio Pierce, their head coach? Now I get the same score as you, 23-17. I got the uh, Chiefs in this one. Um, Yeah, I I think for the Chiefs, you know, they've – in the second half, too, they're only averaging five points a game. Like, you know, you would think with all the halftime adjustments that they make, you know, they they really have not been great in that area. Um, But I think in this one, A.U. Khan is going to have kind of a tough day to – to kind of get anything going in this one, you know, because the Chiefs defense has been really, really good this year. Um, I think O'Connell's probably going to get sacked a couple times this one. I think, you know, Josh Jacobs probably going to be tough to get anything going in this one. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to do a really good job of kind of slowing down Devontae Adams and making somebody else beat them and someone else on that Raiders offense kind of beat them. So I got the Chiefs in this one, 23-17. I don't think their offense will be world beaters. I think the Raiders will kind of keep them in it, um, but I don't think O'Connell will make enough plays in, to win this one. We got an AFC matchup in Denver as the Browns take on the Broncos. Broncos have won four in a row. Browns are seven and three. I think this is a close, low-scoring game, and I'm going to go with the team with the better quarterback. I think I know the Browns have the better roster, but I'm going to go with the team with the better coach and quarterback. I think Russell continues to play well, and I think this defense forces some turnovers against DTR, and that's why I got the Broncos winning this game. I got them winning their fifth in a row. I got I'm finally taking them. I picked against them a lot this year, but I'm finally buying into them. I got to win at home, 24-17 over the Browns. But, Justin, the question is, can DTR get a second straight win for the Browns and keep them in, in the play in the playoff picture? I think it's be a difficult one, um, but I, I, and I got the Broncos this one 20-15. to 15. I think his mobility is going to kind of help him out on this one. He wasn't great last week against Pittsburgh, but he wasn't awful either. Like, he made enough plays to win that one. Um, you know, could the Browns get enough going on the ground game? I think the Vikings were able to kind of have some success against that defense, which, you know, I have to give Vance Joseph and Sean Payne credit. That defense has really turned a, turned a page here. And um, I know the numbers on the, on, if you look at the stats, still aren't great, but you, you know, a lot, a lot of, of that's from, from that week three game. game. Yeah. yeah. 70 point game in week three. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that defense has really figured some things out. They're playing a lot better. So I, I think it'd be a tough one for DTR and that offense to kind of get going. And I think Russell Wilson will just make enough plays, you know, He's only got four turnover, four INTs on the year. I don't think he'll, you know, he might throw one against this um, against this Browns defense, but I think they do enough in this one. I don't think Detroit is going to be able to score enough points here in this one to knock off the Denver. NFC West matchup in Arizona as the uh, Rams face the Cardinals, and I think this is a game. I do think the Rams outgang them in this game. I do think that uh, they have some success on the ground. I think Stafford plays okay, but I do think Stafford's the one who makes it, who has the big turnover. And I don't think Kyler Murray turns the ball over against this Rams defense. I don't think he throws a couple touchdowns. I think it comes right down to the end, again, with the ball in Kyler Murray's hands. And I think he drives him down the field for a game-winning field goal. And I got the Cardinals winning this one. I got the Cardinals winning their third of the year. I got the Cardinals beating the Rams 23-20. But, Justin, can the Rams get a sweep of the Cardinals this year? Yeah, um, I got the Rams 24-17. Um, I think that, you know, I think the Rams have really missed Kyron Williams you know, they haven't been able to run the ball the last couple of weeks. He should be back in this one. And in that first me- meeting, he, you know, he had 7.9 yards of carry. I think he's going to have a pretty good day on the ground. I think he's going to lead them into a victory. I think that Rams defense plays well enough in this one. I think Stratford makes enough plays through the air. Um, I know, you know, Cup's kind of questionable in this one. But even if he doesn't play, I still feel like the, um, the Rams will do enough in this one to knock off Arizona and kind of still kind of, be in that picture there to try to see if they can sneak in and get one of those uh, wildcard spots in the NFC. We got a matchup on Sunday night between the Ravens and the Chargers. I think that Lamar Jackson is a big day against this Chargers defense. And I think Brandon Staley is starting to lose this team. I think I think that uh, Lamar throws two or three touchdown passes. I know he has Mark Andrews is done for the year, but I still think he throws two, two or three touchdown passes because he's clearly one of the top quarterbacks in the league. 
I think Herbert turns the ball over. I think he plays decent, but I think he turns the ball over a couple times. And I got the Ravens winning this one. I got to win it by double digits. I got the Ravens winning this one 30-17 over the Chargers. But, Justin, can Herbert have a big week and keep the Chargers in the playoff race? I don't think so. I got the Ravens as well here, 27-20. to 20. Um, Yeah, Sale, he's definitely starting to lose that team. Oh, you, um, saw, you saw what happened after the, the press game. conference. He, yeah, yeah. You, you just know he's about to get fired. Oh yeah, it's not it's not his defense's fault though. You know, don't tell the offense oh. enough. <laughs> you know he's you know he's this close to getting fired. Oh yeah, he should have been fired two years ago after that after, Raider like, Week Seventeen. Raider Week Seventeen, but definitely after the Jacksonville game last year. Oh yeah, that one too. He should have twenty-seven nothing lead on the, against the Jags. He should have definitely been fired after that. Yeah, absolutely. He's lucky he's got an owner that's very laid back and you know does not seem to uh you know that the, the you know doesn't seem to pull the trigger. Soon enough. So, uh, yeah, it, this is kind of the end of the road for Brandon Saley here. I think Herbert makes some plays against this Ravens defense. I think there's going to be those opportunities. But, look, you know, this could be a close game going down the wire. Um, and you just – you knew last week when the when the Chargers with, what, 45 cents left hit the red zone, you knew they weren't winning that game. You, no, you just no, knew it. no, no. And so, then they had that, that penalty on third and 20. Yep. Inexcusable. <laughs> Inexcusable. Yep, yep that's but – that's, that's, But that's the way they've lost with Staley for, for the last three years. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 definitely sums it up for the Chargers the last few years. And again, I wouldn't be shocked if the same type of thing happens again this week. Um, even with uh, Mark Andrews out, I, Isaiah likely the two games he started last year, Jackson targeted him one of those times in one of those games thirteen times. So, um, you know, I think Isaiah likely could kind of fill a nice void there, and I think Jackson will use him. And I think that Ravens offense against this horrible Chargers, especially in the secondary, I think they, I think Lamar Jackson has a big game through the air. We got an NFC North matchup on Monday night as the Bears take on the Vikings. And I think this game is close. It's com- it's competitive. I think it's competitive for a little while because the Bears' defense is improved with Montez Sweat. They are they are improved. They, you saw last week, they held the Lions at 14 points. Jared Goff threw three interceptions. So this defense is improved. But when it, as it always does with the Bears, especially with Justin Fields, and it gets late in the game, I feel like this Bears' defense is going to give a, a big touchdown. And then Justin Fields in the fourth quarter is a is pathetic. Justin Fields is a terrible Terrible quarterback in the fourth quarter, and I think he throws a pick in the fourth. He continues to prove that, and I got the Bears falling to three and ten. I got the Vikings improving to seven and five. I get the Vikings winning this game twenty-four to sixteen over the Bears. But Justin, can the Bears uh, hand the Vikings their second straight loss and continue to hurt their playoff hopes? I think you know the Bears defense they keep this one close on this, close on Monday night, but I got the Vikings here twenty to seventeen. Yeah, the Bears defense is playing really, really well. Um, they lost that week because Matt Eberflus decided to go conservative and play not to lose. And yeah, that's that what, see what happens. See what happens yeah. when you play not to lose. Yep. Defensive head coach yeah. plays not to lose. That's another coach that's probably going to get fired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's another one. Who, you know, they're the Bears owner. You, you want to kind of get those picks. You, yeah, you, yeah. you might want to just let yeah, them You might want to go hire here. Jim Harbaugh. You might want to go yeah. – I don't know why. I don't know why. Mike Greenberg said this this week. I don't know why the Bears let Jim didn't just get Jim Harbaugh and hire him after that game. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Especially, uh, yes, they should have. Um, see Hector's comment here. Do you, think, Vikings... Do you think the Vikings have a fighting chance to win the North? I know they play the Lions twice, but they're not as good as the Lions. You saw last week that Joshua Dobbs is okay. But he threw a horrific interception in the fourth quarter last week. No, I, I just don't think they're going to catch the Lions. I just, I just, I know they, they still have two games with them, but I don't think they're catching the Lions. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's going to be tough because I'm looking at the Lions schedule. Like they got the Saints still on the road. They got the Bears on the road. They got Broncos at home. You mentioned Vikings twice and Cowboys on the road. Like I, I think the Lions, unless they kind of slip up there against the Bears or the Saints, um, you know, for the Vikings, they got still the Raiders at at. Cincy, the Lions, Choice, Packers. Like, I think, you know, I, I think, you know, the Vikings could kind of close the gap there, but I still, I think the Lions are the better team. And I think, you know, they'll figure out a way um, to win that division. I don't think they're going to be, I don't think they're going to um, lose that lead to Vikings over in that division. Yeah, absolutely. They're, 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 there's there's no way they, they, they lose that lead to the Vikings. They're, 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 no, they're, they're, there's no way they lose that they, they catch the Lions. There's no way the Vikings catch the Lions. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think they will. So, um, you know, I think the Vikings will keep it. I think the Vikings find a way this week to kind of win it. But um, I just, you know, I, I still don't think, uh, you know, I think the I think the Lions win two this week, and that's why I think it's to be tough to kind of catch them. You know, catch them. It's right now behind three games, even though you got two of them left. You got you you would have to sweep them. I don't know if they're going into Detroit there and getting a win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, they're not. They're not going to Detroit and getting a win. 
But that's going to wrap it up this week on Sports Talk with RJ. No, 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 no. That's, that's going to wrap it up this episode of Sports Talk with RJ. But we have another episode in about 10 minutes where we will be talking about the humongous game between Michigan and Ohio State. So make sure you tune in for that. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field. But the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three. He's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the poles, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. My name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.